submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. We call this podcast, Are You a Fan of the Dark? Hello and welcome back to Are You a Fan of the Dark? I'm Dale. And I'm Jody. And this week's episode is... The Tale of the Pinball Wizard. Bum, bum, bum. More like ding, ding, bong. (laughs) This is the finale episode of season one. What I remember from this one is a lot, and I don't know if I want to spoil this for a lot of people. (laughs) Well, you know, so many people have never seen this episode. They've never even watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, that's true. But if they haven't, then why are they listening to this podcast? (laughs) Well, in that case, no spoilers to worry about. Go ahead. Uh, So uh, mostly what I remember is the terrible set dressing for the antique shop that our main character goes into. What? Yeah. Uh, The really funky pinball machine he winds up playing on. Yeah. It's very weird for a pinball machine. I remember the princess. Yes. uh, The squirt guns. I've forgotten about those. Oh, I know that there's escalators involved. There's a weird bench. There's quarters in a fountain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is a dream scenario for a lot of 90s kids. Getting trapped in a mall and playing a video game. I mean... That you get to win. Totally worth it. Yeah. The ending on this, though. Oh, the ending on oh, this. The ending. <laughs> this is a fabulous episode. So, Jody, what do you remember? <laughs> um, so, I remember distinctly how much I loved this. As a kid, this was the quintessential episode for, you know, going in, doing all the adventuring stuff, and getting a reward. In this case, the reward really sucks. But it seemed good right up until the end. I mean, he saved the princess. Yeah, and gets to do it all over again, this time with a giant extra ball in the way. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what happens, right? You did good. Here's an extra ball. What do I remember? I remember the hooded executioner hunting the kid down. Oh, I forgot about that guy. I remember how much of a jackass the kid was. Yes, he's a douche. (laughs) And I don't feel that his crime was worthy of this type of punishment. The um, pinball wizard Uh is totally... (laughs) Um, a little over the top in his terms of drama. Remember that I think heroine was cute at the time? Yeah. Because I was of the same age. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd forgotten about the squirt guns until you just mentioned it now. <laughs> um, and how ridiculous that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, who doesn't love the idea of running through a mall when there's nobody else there? That is one of the most cool fantasies I could remember when I was a kid. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite books growing up, it was called From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankenweiler. Mm-hmm. And it was about this brother and sister that get trapped in a museum overnight or something like that. I mean, it's not a mall. But they survive by going and getting coins out of the wishing fountain in the front lobby mm-hmm. and going and getting food from the vending machines. You do what you gotta do. I know, that imagery always stuck with me. So I always, I like the imagery of the kid getting the coins out of the fountain in this one too. In lieu of our regular retro sponsor, we decided to go on a field trip. Down to D&D Pinball here in Tucson, Arizona. Yep, it's a, as you can guess, all pinball parlor. But it's a fun place. It's got a bunch of refurbed old machines. There's like 20 machines in there at least. Plus a couple of older arcade cabinets like Galaga. Hey, that is quintessential arcade. (laughs) Um, But we got the full pinball experience ourselves. There'll be pictures on the uh, notes section. So make sure to check those out. We also had a special guest with us on our field trip last night. We were with Wolf, who is another member of the Bone Roller Gaming family, also known as Fenrir. He came with us on the field trip, but he will not be with us on the recording. So, wah, wah. Unfortunately, he had a very severe problem with his computer where his entire stream overlay and system had to be uh, redone 
Windows 8 his system. If you want to check out what he's up to, check out his stream on Twitch, Fenrir Unchained. We'll also have a link for that in the show notes. Or you can visit on our Bone Roller Gaming website. It's under the About Us section under Fenrir's part. So that being said, let's go on to our field trip. Heck yeah. You all have your permission slips because we're going on a field trip. <laughs> That's been a few years. <laughs> so this is a special uh, edition of our retro sponsor to celebrate the last episode of season one of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We are going on a field trip to Fourth Avenue in Tucson, Arizona, to a little place called D and D Pinball. I haven't played pinball since I was like eleven. I'm sure you all can guess, uh, since we're going to a pinball place, what episode is the finale? That's right, it's the tale of the pinball wizard. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. I'm super excited. <laughs> so, um, little uh, backstory here. Uh, Wolf has never seen Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, not that I remember, anyway. <laughs> so, he's watched everything. Um <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to have no idea why we're actually doing this, other than the fact that I told him that this story revolves around a pinball machine, and that's all I'm going to tell him. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting turnaround. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> yep, so we're going to go play some classic pinball, and we hope you enjoy our derpness. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. You get to have this wonderful experience and then see what... Are You Afraid of the Dark is all about? Yeah, I was going to say mimicking, but yeah. It is a much beloved episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I don't doubt that at all. (laughs) It just sounds like it has perfection written all over the title. Oh, yes. That's how I feel about it now. We're going to see later what we're actually watching. Oh, (laughs) from what I am recalling about it, it's got terrible, terrible... Terrible. um, It's got terrible, terrible. Yeah, it's got terrible, terrible. (laughs) All right, let's go inside. Okay, I've just walked in, and there's a ton of pinball machines here. Uh, Jody and Wolf are far ahead of me, and I think they're trying to pick out which machine they want to start with. I have the corners, so they can't get very far. <laughs> what do you want to play? I have no idea. <laughs> I am out of my Jody, own. I think you need to play this one. It's Medieval Madness. It would go with the theme. But Batman. But Batman, indeed. But Medieval Madness. But Batman. Okay, I'm going to play Medieval Madness. They made a walking dead. Yes. Yeah. That's actually very common. They are still making pinball machines. Yes. Is where I am confused. Pinball machines are still very common. Apparently it takes three. Yeah. I did. It got stuck. Here it goes. There you go. Just that stuff. All right. I have to go right here. <laughs> to Indiana Jones? Yeah. Everybody well, right. picks your favorite. I mean, Indiana Jones is kind of the man, and my ball launcher is a pistol. That's pretty manly. The dog's name was Indiana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the ah! sound effects. Damn it. It's all those Vigi games got your head messed up. 
replay it. Oh, I just destroyed a castle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That did not go well. I did so good. I did terrible. Spanish eyes. It's so beautiful. That's a beautiful sound. I think I like these noises better than the electronic ones a lot better. I think I might just be hitting it too hard. You have to have delicate fingers. This bowling one is fantastic. have the worst luck in the world. Physics and I don't get along, apparently, as I hit none of the numbers. Okay, so Wolf and I are going to play Black Knight. By Williams. Side by side. There's an old machine and a new machine. And I've got the one with the epilepsy. <laughs> I'm going to play the old machine because I prefer retro. There we go. Remember, these things are old. Okay. Ready, set, go. Yep. Ready? Three, yep. two, one. Oh, Alright, already a bad start. Holy crap, this goes fast. Maybe you're just bad at pinball. <laughs> you're good at other pinball games, just not pinball. There's too many flashing lights. I'm already down a ball. This is not good. Always goes dead center for me. Field trip to the D and D pinball. Did we have fun? 
Yeah, we are not the masters of pinball. Oh, no, no, not, not even at all. close. I wouldn't even say we're wizards at pinball. <laughs> we're not going to survive this episode of Are You Friend of the Dark? Not even slightly. Well, technically. No, we won't. No. It's <laughs> a replay? Oh, no. Well, Wolf doesn't know that. Not so. that. All right, let's, let's go get some dinner. Let's go get some dinner. <laughs> Jody and I just got finished watching The Tale of the Pinball Wizard. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was the final episode of Season 1, Episode 13. The original air date was November 14, 1992. It was written by Luis Lamar and Tom Rack, I believe. And, of course, it was directed by DJ McHale. Uh-huh. All the good ones tend to be. <laughs> well, the ones we like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So this one, uh, you know, starts off in typical Midnight Society fashion with all the kids around the campfire. But this time, instead of being jerks to one another in other ways. No, they're still jerks to each other. I don't know where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) They're fighting over a Game Boy. (laughs) We have no idea what game they're playing, except that one kid keeps mentioning, I just want to get the key. Presumably it's like Donkey Kong or something. So it's Dave that's playing the Game Boy right now, and Derek sneaks up behind him and says, What's this button do? And of course, right as Dave is about to beat the game, Eric shuts his game down and resets the button. Frank, I think, takes it from him and is like, Well, I got this. Yeah, they just start passing it around, being like, I can do it. I can do it. No, let me show you. And then Kristen, being Kristen, is like, I don't understand why you all are so up in arms about this. I do appreciate that they were attempting to have a serious discussion about the fact that while games are fun, they do uh, essentially provide a distraction and a waste of time. And then Gary shows up, and he decides to be all creepy about this. (laughs) In very Gary fashion. Hey guys, what would a game be like if you were actually caught in it? (laughs) Let's find out. Yeah, what if a game (laughs) played you? Think about it. Kristen's right. When you play a game like this... It really doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Because all you have to do is press reset. And you get a new game. And another chance. But what if it really did count? Imagine if you had to beat the game. But the game is going to beat you. And there were no resets. No replays. And no second chances. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story The Tale of a Pinball Wizard. And he throws the midnight dust onto the campfire and introduces the tale of the pinball wizard. So our story enters with a character named Ross, which of course is entertaining because the actor that plays Gary is also named Ross. But the young adult actor named Ross joins in as the main character walking into the mall and immediately he is doing anything for a quarter or a buck yep he's like check in the coin return in payphones, and eventually he winds up going over to the fountain where her him and a homeless lady get in an argument about whose quarter it is that they saw first yeah and they start making such a commotion that a security guard sees them and in a very scary way just is like i'm gonna come get you now, this was kind of entertaining because, one, the music is really odd right now. It's super dramatic and over the top. Yeah. The security guard is literally halfway across the mall yeah, on, like, like the up. second floor, staring down at them, p- 
pointing his baton through the crowd. <laughs> it was really over it's the top. It's so dramatic. And he's got an eye patch, which is very weird. But Ross is running to hide from the guard, and he winds up running and hiding behind this case with an epic super soaker. <laughs> it has to be, because it's in a glass case, along with its smaller counterpart. Right, but there's like no advertising or anything around it. Right. So it's either a really awesome super soaker, or it's a very expensive art piece. <laughs> oh, art piece. There's um, brass custom brass fittings on there. You can tell where they... Uh, sorry, copper. They were probably copper fittings. Yeah, it is. It's very, very ridiculous. But he uh, loses the guard and is drooling over the super soaker a little bit and then wanders off. And he comes up upon a store called Olsen's, which looks real fucking weird. Okay, I'm just going to say this is totally a young kid at the mall because he's going to the super soakers. He's looking for change. And then he goes into the first store with a mace. And an executioner in the window, and a bunch of arrows and a bow. Like, and, of course, he went to the weapons and it's location. Got, like, these bright borders around the windows. Like, it's a very weird looking store. Yeah, it looks like something out of a carnival. A little bit, yeah. And he goes in there, and obviously he knows the proprietor because the proprietor is Mr. Olson, and he's like, "Oh, it's you, basically." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Olson is less than stellarly excited to see Ross. Uh, Ross, however, is very happy to see Mr. Olson and keeps asking him about, have you thought about the job? Have you thought about giving me a job? I'd like a job. I could work for you. That'd be okay. Yeah, and this is what's confusing about this whole setup, because I cannot tell what this shop is supposed to be, because you have Mr. Olson, who appears to be maybe fixing a music box or something. Right, he's he's fixing a throne that we find out is a music box. Right, and he puts it in this box, and then he puts it up on a shelf, and... The store is mostly, I don't, it looks very sparse to me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, the whole store is odd, though. There's, again, there's a executioner mannequin with yeah. a mace. There's a barrel of arrows and a bow in the corner next to the mannequin. There's at least one broken pinball machine, one working pinball machine, both in the front. And then there's a bunch of old pottery, like uh, it's not even porcelain pottery. porcelain ware. It's <laughs> unpainted porcelain, and I know this because... Back in the 90s, when I used to go to the swap meet a lot, there would be these places that sold this unpainted porcelain ceramic stuff. And you could buy it so that you could paint your own for, like, super cheap. And that's exactly what it looked like because that unicorn head that was on the shelf, I had that unicorn head. (laughs) (laughs) And I painted it myself. This was, of course, before the the shops that specialized in paint-your-own pottery. Right. This This wasn't, like, make my own or whatever paint till you fart i don't know what they're called i'm pretty sure it's not paint till you fart (laughs) but it's it's not it wasn't curing like you just bought these porous ceramic pieces they were more like plaster and you would paint them yourself at home and they were really cheap like you could get them for a buck or two a piece you didn't even have that many yeah no but they were like completely unadorned and then he goes into the back while ross is haranguing him about this job and there's this tv back there that has its, like, yeah. guts pulled out. Not even lightly pulled out. Like, additional guts have been added, more <laughs> wires than are ever needed, and they are frayed to the nines ridiculously, like somebody's bad hairdo that's been yeah. know, gathered together out of this TV set. So I can't tell if this is just a random curio shop or if it's an actual repair shop, because it just says Olsen's outside. It's probably a curio shop. So this was this must have been the Canadian version of a swap meet in the mall. <laughs> Where this guy just brought in anything he could sell and set up shop. Mm, alrighty then. 
So, um, yeah, Ross is hurrying Mr. Olsen about this job, and there is also this, like, big machine in the back that's covered by a tarp. <laughs> yes. And Do not pay any attention to the <laughs> thing behind the machine, <laughs> under the tarp. <laughs> um, and Ross immediately is like, oh, what's this? And Olsen's like, get the fuck out. Like... <laughs> Yeah, now he doesn't ask, mind you. He just walks up, rips the tarp up, is like, hey, what's this? He doesn't rip it off. He just looks up underneath it. But Olsen's like, I, I won't give you a job. I can't trust you. All you're going to do is play pinball all day. Like, Man, he has this kid pegged. Yeah. And Ross is just like, oh, well, I'll do better than that you know, other kid that you fired. And Olsen's just like, just leave, please. I want to go on my lunch break. Which, of course, Ross says, aha, tell you what. I'll watch your shop for you. You go take your lunch. I'm really trustworthy, Mr. Olsen. I won't play pinball all day, the entire day. No problems whatsoever. <laughs> yep. And Olsen's like, oh, man, I know I can't trust this kid, but fine. <laughs> yeah. Then you really start to think that Olsen's got it in for the kid. Yeah. Um, so he capitulates and let the lets the kid stay on the grounds that he does not touch anything. He just sits. None of the glass, not the cash register. He literally just needs to sit there and do nothing. He literally has one job. Sit at the counter, which he immediately just fucks, fucks off up into on. the background yeah. to go play on the pinball machine. Yep. Now, <laughs> I love this. He immediately goes to the pinball machine and starts playing. Camera zooms out, and there's Mr. Olsen watching him run into the background from right outside the shop. <laughs> like, he did not wait for the guy to leave out of sight, either. Yeah. Ross is gone. Olsen's watching it. And Olsen just nods, smiles, and then walks away. Because he knows what's coming. <laughs> yeah. And when uh, when Ross unveils the pinball machine in the back, um, his initial response is, cool. And... I don't know, when he removed the tarp, my response wasn't cool, it was Because <laughs> it's like this big clown face. The images that they show are of this really medieval queen and some evil count that and some evil scary princess. witch. Yes, well, she will be. Very creepy. And then it's like got these weird golden mannequin arms coming out of the very front, like up yeah. near the backboard, and then like near the actual front where the coin slot and stuff is, there's like these silver spire things sticking out and the actual glass. castle turrets mm -hmm. yeah the actual they're not even castle turrets um well see the hands are there to give you a high five if you're doing good <laughs> yes but the glass isn't flat either like it's kind of raised in this weird kind of pyramid prism sort of geometric shape yeah which you don't find out until much later is meant to simulate the uh top of the mall yeah, but you can't tell what is going on with this thing because all you see are the things that are sticking up off of the machine and the backboard. You don't actually see what is in the machine, and you don't see Ross actually playing the game. He's just kind of narrating what's going on with it. He's like, oh, there's three levels. I have to get to level three. Three levels. Gotta get up there. I'm okay with that personally. Like you're being told it's a pinball. You see him tapping the sides of the machine for the pinball buttons. It's flippers, yeah. <laughs> for the flippers. Um, it's probably way more money than they had for the budget to actually make a pinball machine yeah. for this. Those things are expensive. Or they did and it just didn't work right. And they were just like, Whoa. well, how can you show him playing? Then you have to try and yeah, too yeah. much work. But while the kid's playing, he uh, notices a sound other than the pinball machine. And it's the, the front shop bell. 
and somebody's dinging it for service, and he's like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <sighs> so he pauses in his plane to go up front to see what's going on, and... Who shouldn't appear, of course, but the girl I had a crush on for this. She's beautiful. <laughs> Especially when you're a young kid. Yeah. Um. So no, it's Sophie. Sophie's coming in here, big smiles, and she's here to get her music box. Uh, Ross wouldn't happen to know where that is, would he? <laughs> yeah, she's dressed like a typical 90s teen. She's got this nice fat headband on and she's got this you know just regular old long sleeve top just looks like a girl that's getting ready to go to the mall yep yep so that being said in typical boy fashion ross immediately starts to bluster and bs that yeah i work here yeah no i'm a big guy i'm macho i own this place i run it i don't know anything <laughs> i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do like that he 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 stops bsing after a little bit um, and says, yeah, I'm, it's, I lied. This is my first time here. I don't know what's going on. Mr. Olsen is out. He will be back in an hour. Sophie was just there to get her music box, and he doesn't know if it's ready to go. She's like, I don't think it's ready to go. I'll, uh, I'll come back. <laughs> she stops treating him like he's an idiot, and suddenly things look a lot better for him in the world of being a teenager. And, he's, and she's just like, bye, Ross. Like, she's kind of flirting with him, and he's, of course, just drooling over her. But that is immediately distracted by the pinball machine again. <laughs> There's only two loves in this boy's life. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in the back and he gets back to playing the pinball machine. And he's trying to win and failing. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. He's playing it a lot. So much <laughs> that he loses track of time. And he's like, oh shit, I should probably see what time it is. You know, he figures at least the hour has passed, right? Well, Mr. Olsen hasn't showed up. So he goes out to the front of the store no Mr. Olsen, so he goes out into the mall. He goes out to the front of the store and finds all the lights off and the mall is empty. Yep. And goes, oh crap, because it's dark. And he runs to the front to find that the mall's also locked. Locked. <laughs> so he's been locked inside the mall after it's closed. And he's just like, oh my god, my mom is going to kill me. Okay, I don't know about you, but yes, that may be for the first five seconds. And then for the rest of it's, what's open? Yeah. <laughs> well, probably nothing. Well... Well, Mr. Olson's was, at least, because he didn't lock the door. Yeah, well, because the old man didn't give a shit about that boy. <laughs> no. Or did he? So he can't commiserate for very long, because then he starts hearing a payphone ringing, and he starts freaking out. He's like, okay, uh, uh, well, I probably got to go call my parents. So he goes and runs towards the phone. Yeah, this is his lifeline to get out of here, so he's excited for it. Yeah, and... So he goes to pick up the phone, and initially there's no answer. There's just silence. So he starts blathering. Please help me. Get me out of here. And then he's cut off. Yep. And this voice comes over and says, Look, I'm watching this. Got an umbrella. <laughs> Do you have an umbrella? <laughs> and then you hear this video game music in the background. So, this hasn't been long into the episode, but up until this point, I've been very disappointed with the music because it was so over the top and dramatic. But, oh my god, when they started kicking on the pinball music, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. There's this spotlight that shines, and off to the side, you know, Ross looks over, and over in the fountain where he had gotten the quarter before, it actually starts raining quarters from the ceiling. So, is this the origin of Make It Rain? That would be a terrible rain to get caught in. <laughs> <laughs> it would hurt, but it's fun to view. Uh, so he immediately dashes over and he's like, oh, this quarters. is cool. <laughs> Being a teenage boy, he just jumps right in that water and starts scooping up the quarters. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just smart in general. But he puts these 
handfuls of wet quarters into his jeans. Like, he doesn't even try to dry them off. So now he's got wet jeans. He jumped into a pool of water. Yeah. His jeans are wet. Period. Yeah. Okay. This is not about a boy that cares about being dry. Yeah. And he finally climbs up out of the fountain. And he looks over and these two guys in black suits and hats and sunglasses kind of walk past him and ignore him. And he's like, hey, hey, there's somebody here. So he tries to get their attention. Of course, immediately once he puts his hand on them, they put their hands on him and turn. And they are the Blues Brothers after they died. You're sure they're dead because... Once they kind of grab him back, he, oh gosh, and runs backwards and tears the hand off of one of them. Then we find out they're probably not alive. They seem to be rotting corpses. More of them start showing up. Doing a tap dance number. And the kid starts freaking out a little bit because he's like, whoa, what the hell? They show up quick, too. Like, it's two, and then it's 30. There's no in-between. And they're all, like, moving in unison, and it's really creepy. But they actually don't come after him because they stop. And they look down, and he follows their line of sight, and he sees that they stopped where he had actually trailed water out of the fountain. See, it's good he got wet. Yeah, still wet jeans. Yeah, wet jeans that saved that boy's life. And he notices, oh, okay, they're not going to go near the water. Sweet, okay, good. That's weird, but... However, he's distracted immediately as who should start screaming his name from above but Sophie, leaning over from the second story, telling him to go get the tiara and take the key. Open the vault when, yes, the sheriff shows up and grabs her and drags her off screen. Which is interesting because I'm just remembering this now. That's the exact spot where he looked up and saw the security guard the first time. They're actually played by the same actor. Yeah, I know. There's a reason. (gasps) But I just thought it was kind of a unique thing because that's implanted in, you know, the watcher's mind. Like, oh, yeah, that's where we saw the security guard. And this sheriff guy also only has one eye. Got it. Yes. So Sophie drops the key into the middle of the zombies. Zombie shuffle. The zombie shuffles, the Blues Blues Brothers zombies. They are dancing. Yeah. (laughs) In unison. It's cool. They all turn and they all look at the key at the same time. And Ross is like, well, I need to get that key. So he jumps right back in the fountain and starts splashing them. (laughs) (laughs) Little splashy, splashy. So they all shuffle off way more dramatically than is warranted. But okay. It was kind of ridiculous. So he goes and he gets the key and he's like, all right, open the vault. The vault? What the hell does that mean? He kind of starts thinking and then he's like, ah, well, I'll just go to the lockers and see if that works. But this key obviously does not match the locker keys. Yeah, this key key is bright gold, long, and has a nice chain onto it. This is nothing like what should go in a locker. It's very old fashioned. So he just tries opening the lockers Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the first one he opens immediately ejects guacamole into his face, which is just funny. It's it's like the wall of prizes from what would you do? <laughs> what, 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 what would you what, what, what would you do? Good call, Beth. Yeah. Uh, uh, he opens another one and he just gets a bunch of wind in his face. I like to think of it as the world's worst troll there breath. Oh, okay. Because it is green. Like it is a cloud of color. Um finally on the third door the price was right, and he's able to get the tiara. You know this because there's a hairband hairband, and the second he grabs it. The really cool pinball music starts up again. Yep, it's the level up music. And uh, he looks over to the side and there's a spotlight on the escalator, which now turns on. And it's this very epic, like very video gaming music. So he's like, okay, well, I guess I go to level two now. <laughs> he 
gets on the escalator, goes up to level two. So the second he gets off on level two, he finds a multitude of things have happened. One, the headband has leveled up. It is now a tiara. His clothes are dry. He is clean. Um, and Sophie's there again, yelling at him to follow her. And the quarters that he had shoved into his pocket have turned into marbles. Yes. Ball bearings, very specifically. Sophie is calling to him, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? So, of course, he follows her while she's running away. Now, it's interesting, too. Where she runs to is the back end of the mall. It's the areas that like loop around the back end of the shops. Yeah, it's like the service corridors. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a neat little touch. But what confuses me is, like, if she's looking for help, why the fuck is she running away from him? She's leading him. To a trap? <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> Remember, she's meant to lose the game. All the other people are meant to win it, except except if Ross can do it. <laughs> At least that's the only thing I can think of, because they show up out of nowhere every time. Yeah, so Ross is chasing Sophie. Into a witch. Yep, a witch just shows up and starts cackling in his face. <laughs> She shows up out of nowhere, cackles. The executioner shows up, lifts Sophie, and just walks off with her like it ain't no thing. Yep. And um, the witch gets all up in Ross's face and then blows him out of the corridor. <laughs> she blows him away, quite literally. Yeah. It is a, a funny little scene, too, because she's like, blowing so hard. And there's just like, you, you can't see it, but you know somebody is right behind the camera throwing the little pieces of paper at Ross, and then eventually going, fall over! <laughs> yeah, and uh, before Ross is completely out of earshot, Sophie says, um, save the tiara, get the throne. Yeah. And Ross has no idea what that means, and then, of course, he's left kind of dazed once the witch, like, blows him out of the corridor. <laughs> he slaps on his back and slides a good 20 feet through the back doors. Which then he immediately drops the tiara, so the witch, like, walks over and picks it up. He's out. Like, he's <laughs> unconscious. The boy slammed his head on the ground. And um, then once he kind of sort of comes to, the witch has disappeared with the tiara. And then he hears Sofa. Yep, Sofa. <laughs> Good old Sofa. Good old Princess Sofa. <laughs> uh, he hears Sophie yelling, get the music box because clearly he doesn't understand the throne reference yeah so he's like okay so he runs to um olsen's olsen's and he goes and he grabs the music box off the shelf no he sees it and then he hears somebody struggling in the oh, background because right, right, right. <laughs> he goes to pick it up like twice and he's like what's that maybe i'll get the no what's that noise Maybe I'll get the... No, I need to find out what the noise is. Right, yeah. And he goes into the back room, and there's Sophie chained to a chair and gagged. Yeah. Rescue the princess scene. What? Yeah. But, luckily, the key he had earlier will open the locks that are currently binding her. So he unchains her, and she's like, oh, you need to help me through this. And Ross is just Did like... Did you what? get my throne? Yeah. Like, Ross is like, what is happening? What? I don't... And Sophie's like, there's no time to explain. You just have to do what I tell you, basically. Get used to it, Ross. They decide to go get the throne. They go into the front room to go get the throne. Ross has had enough. Says, I am done with this. I am le... And immediately turns around, screams, and backs into Sophie as the executioner comes out of nowhere with the world's quirkiest in an instrument. <laughs> yeah. He has this big old mace, but there are corks on it. And I don't think that was intentional. I'm sure it was for the scene and they were hoping nobody noticed. Because you don't want to have a morning star with a bunch of open spikes around children. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially if you're going to be swinging it towards children. 
And you could tell there's like scenes later on too where they they do actions parts with the mace and they're always very careful. Yeah. So the the executioner doesn't hit them. The kids actually are able to run out of the store, but the executioner winds up like taking out all the unpainted ceramics, <laughs> which I was just like, "Yes." Yes. Destroy them. <laughs> uh yeah, they run free from him and then they run out and they run to the trash can. It just cut scenes directly to them running to a trash can. Sophie's like, well, we need to get the tiara back. And in the background, there's the witch just like walking around. And she's like cackling. And she lifts up the tiara to put it on her own head. And Sophie opens up the throne. I'm sorry, you're right. The trash can hasn't happened yet. They 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 head like over to the food court or something yeah. where this is at. Um, but she opens up the throne and it plays this music and the tiara disappears from the witch's hands. Right as she's about to put it on her head and crown herself. That's really mean. And she starts hissing because for some reason this witch hisses. This is an off point, but I have the same problem with vampire movies as this witch has. They hiss for no damn good reason. Yeah, and uh, they don't know where the tiara has gone to, but the witch now doesn't have it. And the witch is like, oh, they must have the, the throne. This is a very convoluted thing. Like, it's it's ridiculous, but... Well, not at all. The throne obviously can make the tiara disappear. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so then they go to the trash can because Sophie's like, okay, well, we got to make sure that they don't get this, so I'm going to hide it in this trash can here. And right when they're doing that, the executioner shows up again. And Sophie's like, hey, Ross, you got to go get that mace. And Ross is like, why? <laughs> Just <laughs> why? <laughs> I do like that at this point, he doesn't... Like, sit there and question mark. He's He screams and then just goes. Like, yeah. all right, this is my life now. And Sophie's just like, you got to play the game. He's like, I don't know what that means. But he, like... But yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, he dives into it and he, like, tricks the, the executioner into dropping the mace or something. Yeah, that was the silliest game of mace dodge I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Because they're really just like, uh, uh, swing, duck, go. And so he gets the mace... And they start running away again or yeah. something. And she's like, we really have to get that tiara. And Ross is like, but why? And she's like, because I have to be crowned. And Ross is like, it's right there. And it's like <laughs> yeah, he's floating like, behind her. Do you mean her. this tiara? <laughs> yeah. And they're sitting there like, yes, this is perfect. And then the witch shows up again. And cackles. And then they're like, how do you kill a witch? Sophie has a brilliant idea. Yeah. Roll ball bearings at her. Witches wear high heels. They cannot stand in marbles. Well, that's not what she says. But he does throw the marbles at her and she slips and falls because she's an old woman and she probably broke her hip. It's the high heels. I'm telling you. It's the high heels. <laughs> right when Ross is about to be like, yes, then the sheriff shows up and grabs Sophie again. God, this guy has a bad case of grabby hands. Yeah, he does. He really, really does. Sophie throws the tiara on the ground and says, don't worry, they can't hurt me. Get the throne. Get away. Go get to level three so that I can be crowned. So she tosses the tiara away and it starts like kind of ski-daddling. <laughs> so Ross is literally chasing it. Trying. He keeps trying. He just can't quite grab it. Yeah. And um, he, it leads him to the trash can where the throne is. And he puts down the mace, picks up the tiara, reaches into the trash can and gets the throne. <laughs> and says, now what? And immediately after he does that, the victory music starts up again. <laughs> and the escalator behind him uh, ascends to level three. Now what?
when he gets to the top of the escalator, he's like, I get it now. I remember this. This is like the pinball game. <laughs> so Ross finally has an idea what the hell's going on. I remember this. It's the pinball game. If I crown Sophie on the throne, I win. And it's over. Also, the equipment has leveled up once again. He's now holding a crown instead of a tiara. Yep, well, Fig- that's about it. Yeah, well, he hasn't really been leveling up this game. Though technically at this point I would say he has. He's He got smarter suddenly. Yeah, but he realizes that, okay, well, I have to get the throne in place, I have to get Sophie, and I have to crown her, and then it'll all be over. So, how do I get a throne? Because all I have is this silly music box. Now, I need to interrupt here for just a second, because this is the point at which Jody decided he needed to get some alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so Ross is like, I need to get the throne. He takes the tiny little throne out of the box, and he puts it on the ground, (laughs) and it immediately gets real big. If you've ever seen Power Rangers, yes. whenever a monster is summoned, the ground shakes, the camera jiggles, and then there's this noise. And that is exactly what happened as the throne appeared. Yep, Rita Repulsa hit it with her staff. <laughs> Makes so much sense. <laughs> Make my throne grow! <laughs> he looks over and goes, oh, that's better. <laughs> and he goes and sits in it. It's like, it's not your throne, bruh. Get the hell out. Hey, the witch was going to crown herself. I mean, it's okay. really fair game at this point. <laughs> and he, while he's sitting in it, this really crazy music starts up. Yeah, this thing starts as a roller coaster ride. It's, it's I can't say roller coaster. Ride. It's a go-kart. <laughs> go-kart works. <laughs> and it starts driving itself, and he's just sitting there. It's like a really fancy rascal. I was more thinking like a... <laughs> it's a hover chair basically (laughs) because he's just coasting but it starts picking up speed and suddenly the witch shows up and she's got this big old spider web behind her for no fucking reason it's to slow down the throne it'll work right it'll be perfect she laughs it's not perfect uh he runs right over her caution explicit content (laughs) she did all that's left is her cloak Ooh, did not go well for her the throne comes to a stop it betrays him I say the throne betrays him. (laughs) Apparently when you kill the witch, it's a go-to-jail-free card. Uh, The throne comes to a stop from freaking out of behind it, literally. I guess he was just on the back the entire time. Maybe that's why it stopped. Comes the executioner, but he's in a shiny new outfit. He is. He's beefy. (laughs) He's a big guy. He's still wearing the mask, though it got upgraded. And now he's in a studded leather skirt. A very short studded leather skirt. <laughs> yep. And he just, he walks up, he has his arms crossed, he just goes, Ooh, at Ross. <laughs> he just grunts at him and scares the poor boy. And Ross I'm sure in like, real life too, like I, that was not acting at that point. Yeah, and Ross is just like leaning far back in the throne like, yeah. and then like the executioner doesn't do anything to him, he just steps to the side and calmly presses this elevator button <laughs> and just stands there with his arms crossed, all serious business. <laughs> And then out steps the sheriff with a couple of zombies. Oh, God, what does he say? Going down. down. <laughs> yeah, he like gets all up in Ross's face and grabs him by the collar of his shirt. And then they chuck his ass into the elevator. Yep. Back down to square one, buddy. <laughs> yep. So the sheriff and company send him back down to level one and Ross walks out and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's very upset about it. No, I liked that it did not take him but a minute. He gets down there and goes, oh, crap. And then goes, 
I got it, the mace. I need to go get the mace. He runs up onto the second floor, immediately goes, gets the mace. And what should he go after? The super soakers. Yep, he goes and busts open that display case, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, you can tell that he has logic here. If the zombies are afraid of water, and I need water to kill the other guys, then the other monsters must also die by water. So we're going to load these things up and go play. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, um, a coronation is taking place. <laughs> <laughs> the throne is where it's supposed to be now, I guess, and Sophie is being held in place by two zombies. No, I like, too, that this is at a mall, a real yeah. mall, by the way. It's like on a uh. stage in the mall or something. So, right, it's a stage where they would do like their performances or have the Easter Bunny show over Santa. So the fact that they slide the mall thrown into there was just... It was a lovely little touch. The sheriff sits down, and the Princess Sophie is struggling to get free. And the executioner very daintily begins to put the, the, the crown on the sheriff. And the sheriff is pleased as punch. He's got his legs outstretched, this just super ridiculously pleased smile on his face. It's a really awesome scene. Right when it's about to be on his head, Ross shows up. Just like John McClane. Yeah, and says <laughs> something real dumb. I don't even remember what the hell it was. Freeze! Don't be a fool, boy! You blast! Look, I don't know what's going on here, and I don't know what you are, but if this is some kind of game, you're playing with the wrong guy. Because I never knew. Yeah, and then he busts out with big ol' super soaker, and he starts taking out the zombies, and then he goes and he takes out the executioner. And then he turns to the throne where the sheriff should be, and that boy is fast on his feet. He's got to have all that experience from dodging in and off screen. Yeah. By this point, he's just, if it's not, the camera is not on him, he is not there. He's a ninja. He just sneaks in and out of the shadows. It makes complete sense. Because from out of nowhere, he comes back. Not just comes back, mind you. He's had time to get off screen, walk downstairs, pick up the mace, and come back up. Because he uses it to whack the super soaker out of Ross's hands. Yeah, meanwhile, Sophie has either jumped off or fallen off the stage and she's just sitting there like watching while all this is happening and not helping yeah she's actually got her hands on the stage and it's just her head floating about so she's kind of got her hand her head on her hands and she's just rocking her head back and forth watching the fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> really and once the super soaker is kicked out of uh, ross's hands he's like oh shit <laughs> yeah and so then it's the bad guy's speech about how he's going to destroy the kid and the kid should have learned how to play the game and how dare you, Ross, lose because this is a game you're meant to lose. How could you ever hope to beat me? Blah, blah, blah. And like I said, Ross goes John McClane on this guy's butt. <laughs> yep. Reaches into his back, pulls out this mini super soaker and decides to change the game plan around. Yep, and he shoots the sheriff, which makes him fall back on the throne and he evaporates into nothing but leaves behind this beautiful blue coronation robe i actually really liked the transition for that <laughs> because it's him screaming with the mace slowly falling apart before it dissolves into the robe for the effects that we've seen so far in this series it was actually a really good one and then sophie's like oh yes this is perfect thank you so she goes and sits in the throne and she puts the robe on and she holds the crown out to ross and she's like if you would do the honors and Ross is like, yeah, drops the crown on and the screen goes red. And then poor boy's back at the beginning, yep. screaming, what the hell, I won. Yeah, he's back at level one and it's all dark still. And then he starts hearing laughing. He's like, what? 
and he looks up at the skylight in the mall and he sees Mr. Olsen's face. <laughs> That's when we realize it's not the skylight. That is the lid of the pinball machine. And Mr. Olsen is looking in through it, hoping that Ross really enjoys the game. He's going to be playing it for a long time. Told me I could trust you, Ross. But you had to play the game, didn't you? <laughs> Hope you enjoy your free games. You'll be playing them forever. <laughs> He's laughing maniacally. Ross, this is just dawning on him. And he looks over at the escalator, and this giant, shiny pinball starts cresting over the top of the escalator. <laughs> we cut back to Gary in the Midnight Society as Gary says, It was at that point that Ross knew he was never getting out. <laughs> and all the other kids are like, Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So they start playing hot potato with the Game Boy again. They're like, uh, no, you can have it. Uh, no, no, I'm good. You can have it. So they throw it at Gary. Run away as fast as possible on this. <laughs> no, Gary's like, cool, guys. Bye. And I got a Game Boy. <laughs> he immediately shoves into his bag. Kind of, yeah. And then this is a first for yes. Are You Afraid of the Dark? He actually, before he puts the water on the fire, he actually looks at this camera and says, till next time, and then puts the fire out. That's a meta crap. <laughs> which oh my gosh that is so interesting to think about because then like you know how ross realizes that he was inside a game maybe gary realizes he's inside a children's television show so yeah so, that's that is a fantastic episode so there's a couple things one as far as we know this is also supposed to be the last episode that eric shows up on thank god so i have a pet theory they killed him Yes. And buried his body in the woods. So after Eric had irritated Dave and reset his game, <laughs> Dave totally shanks his ass on the ride back out. <laughs> because they don't talk about it either. There's no mentions. There's nothing else. Eric just disappears. No one says anything. They killed him. <laughs> they bury his body. And it is just... <laughs> it's just accepted. Well, I know eventually, and they move on. I know eventually... Uh, Dave leaves, too. Well, yeah, he goes to jail. He gets it pinned on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He doesn't God. feel right. He goes out. Maybe he moves state. He he might move state, but I mean, it makes sense. That's fantastic. God, I'm glad Eric is gone. I hate that kid so much. <laughs> You're probably not the only one since he didn't last past <laughs> season one. How did you feel about this episode? I loved it still. It was, it was very bad, but it was still very delightful. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's very bad but very delightful. I loved everything. the The music on this is so spot on. All the cut, the points where they use it and how it is used are so good. In this, it's exactly what I would expect out of a good game, mm -hmm. which is probably why I like gaming so much now. <laughs> Even though I don't play as pinball as much, so it's still fun. Um, but it is so well-timed and so good. And because of that and the pacing, it feels like a really good adventure. Even though it is horrid. Absolutely horrid. Yeah. But it's still so fun. I actually have a feeling. So um, some news recently came out that instead of a full-on Are You Afraid of the Dark movie, there's going to be an Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of like TV show, which is going to be, I think, three episodes, which are going to be movie length. 
or so. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping they throw Pinball Wizard in there. Because I know this is a very beloved episode. Well, let's see. We'll have to go off what the biggest ones are. That would likely be uh, Laughing in the Dark. Because that was another favorite for, like, one of the number ones as far as I remember. I'd love to see this redone as an episode, though. That would be so cool. It would be fantastic. I mean, the I, kids nowadays really won't understand the draw for the mall anymore. Uh, that's kind of true, yeah. Especially because a lot of malls don't have a lot of the features that this one did. Because, um, like, you know, the our big mall here in Tucson was Tucson Mall. And we used to have big fountains like that. And, like, those just don't exist anymore. The big old stupid indoor fountains. <laughs> There's still a few malls across the country that have the feel of this mall. Um, which, uh, we should probably say, this was... Uh, this is an actual mall in Canada. Yeah. Uh, in Quebec, specifically. Uh, do you remember the name of it? It's called, like, Rockford Place or something like that. Rock Place. Um, it's still alive. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's not abandoned. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still a hopping mall. It's funny watching the images of it now because you can see where the shops have changed, but the overall structure is the same. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a cool to, to watch this and then take a look at uh, basically a virtual tour of the mall. Yeah. I just, the really interesting thing to me about this episode is that, like, pinball was the arcade game before we got video games, mm-hmm. right? And that was like... Back in the 60s and 70s is when there mm-hmm. were a lot of people that were super into pinball, which the writers for Are You Afraid of the Dark, that would have been what they grew up with. Right. So it's kind of interesting seeing this weird sort of, it's almost like that curmudgeon thing where it's like, you know, back in the good old days, we just played pinball because they're sort of like stabbing at video games, you know, with the Game Boy in yeah. this. But they're using the setup of a video game to bring interest to what, presumably was a pinball machine yeah which is kind of a neat tie-in yeah very impressive for it so the ideas on this are fantastic the execution on this is on a budget (laughs) budget. (laughs) thank god that kid that plays ross is terrible (laughs) he is so bad yeah but that scene when he picks up the super soaker and does his oh yeah face i wish they had just had sophie play both characters because like that was she was a good actress I would have liked to have seen Sophie in a not I need to be the super smiley girl yeah. pose um, because her her princess is another is in another castle heroine act was not something I want to actually see yeah. <laughs> and it's something that was unfortunate she had to go through. Uh, it would have been cool to see her as a badass, <laughs> you know, and just kicking out. Yep, I love this episode. It's still surprisingly darn good. And yes, yes, I did get alcohol for this. That wasn't a bad thing in this case. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed either, but there's that bench in the background on uh, level one that Ross finds it sitting on. It's that big round bench. You didn't notice it, did you? I, to be fair, was kind of up and down looking at the screen and at my notes the entire time. <laughs> so I did miss a few few of the cues. So there's this round bench that <clears throat> actually lights up when he goes and sits on it. And it's actually, it looks like one of the bumpers on an old-fashioned pinball machine. Hmm. I just thought that was an interesting little touch. Like, he should have known (laughs) as soon as he sat on that thing. Like I said, there was a lot of little things in this that I appreciated. The Where the throne went, again, was the actual stage in the mall. That was a really good little touch. Um, The fact that he's essentially trying to get... Sophie's trying to lead him to the in-between area, like the go-around of the mall. Yeah. And then they get 
shut down and he can't access that anymore i liked that as an idea uh the fountain at the bottom where all the money gets lost into is where all the quarters go because you know there's a ton of little little good touches in this one and it's those little things that make me like this so much more because it reads like a consistent story even though it is ridiculous and has no consistency whatsoever yep so this is a definite recommend episode i guess if you were to introduce people to are you afraid of the dark this is one of the first episodes i would show them because it is so fun and it's not scary not really no but it's very twilight zone very twilight zone you got hopes right until the end right until the end <laughs> now this was I think that's actually what this episode provided, too, is that it provided a solid no to any chance of a happy ending. Yep. <laughs> this kid is screwed. Yeah. He won. He did good. That's what he won. The chance to continue. Yeah. He's not getting out of this. And I like that ending. It's horrible. And it's the, the worst part of this. It's, sorry, not the worst, but it is the one that makes you go, oh, this is a horror story. Yeah. <laughs> Because up until that point, you're like, yeah, this is going to be fun. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yep. So since this episode is running much longer because of the field trip and then our gushing about said episode because we love it so much, we are going to forego the normal recommended screaming. And I am just going to say, go listen to Pinball Wizard, as in the song by The Who. Yeah, that sounds about good. So, pulling a Gary, until next time. I now declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Feel free to email us at areyouafanofthedark at hotmail.com. Are You a Fan of the Dark is all one word. You can also visit us at Are You a Fan of the Dark pod on Facebook. And we also have our Midnight Society fan club where you can submit your own memories or even just comments about Are You Afraid of the Dark. And you can visit our show notes at midnightsocietyfan.club. <laughs>